0: Welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. We are so grateful for your questions, your comments, your encouragements. And should you have any questions about today's program, maybe this is the first time you're tuning in. Or if you would even like a free Bible, please contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you'd like that free Bible, just send me your name and your address. I commit to you that I will not use your information for anything other than to send you that modern translation. Um, that is a really nice read, so I hope you appreciate that. But again, thank you for tuning in today to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Today's program is an interesting title. Very, very interesting title. The title of our program today is The Hidden Life. Yeah, that is an interesting title, isn't it? Because everything about us as believers is about sharing the light. But in us, there is an actual hidden life. And where I make that reference from is really an interesting scripture in the New Testament in Colossians. And if you go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, if you have an opportunity, if not, I'm going to read it to you. Um, But what we're talking about is we're talking about in Colossians uh, to that group, they're talking about the mystical death and resurrection of Christ, and so if we're then raised with Christ and we seek what is above everything else, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And that's the important thing for us to know. And that's what it says. Jesus was raised from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. So think of what is above and not what is on earth. That's that's when we're seeking God's will. We're, we're looking for something above the flesh and above this earth earthly life that will benefit all who we come in contact with. But here we go. Colossians 3, 3, right? For you have died. Ooh, we've died spiritually. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Ooh, I'll just go on because it's just so powerful and so wonderful. And it says in chapter, in verse 4, when Christ, your life appears. Then you too will appear with him in glory. And that's what we all wait for. Put aside the imperfection, to put aside this the, the the darkness and the wickedness that surrounds us in this world, that jeopardizes our children and our elderly, jeopardizes you and I as we walk down the street. This is not the life that God had intended for us, but it is the life that He knew we would. Choose, And we made that choice all the way back in the garden. And we have continued to do so throughout history. Since the first man and woman, we've continued to do. We all have that sin that sits upon us and sits in our soul that Jesus came. And through his death and resurrection, we have the ability for that sin to be set aside through our Savior. So again, Colossians 3.3, 3, your life is hidden with Christ in God. That is just absolutely amazing. So again, the title of our program today, The Hidden Life. Now, the Spirit of God testifies to and confirms this very simple uh, but almighty security of the life that is hidden with Christ in God. And the apostle Paul continually brought this out in his New Testament letters. This was a continuing theme that Paul wanted to share with both the Hebrews, both the Jewish people, and the Gentiles who he was called to share the gospel with. So it's very important that all of these parties Uh, understood this and understood these things, but it was a very strong theme that the Apostle Paul had throughout his life. And so we talk as if Living a sacrificial life were the most uncertain and insecure thing that we could do. We have a lot of worries about that as believers, which we shouldn't, because that's the thing we are most secure in. And so often we are confused by the the fleshly life we live now on earth as this is the reality of everything, and this is certainty, and then, oh, the spiritual life and, and the kingdom to come, well, it's this, it's that, maybe... No, it is the most secure thing in the universe and in eternity. And that's what we need to get sunk deep into our souls, our hearts, and our minds. And when we do that, we will walk the true walk. When we give our will up over to God, our lives will become unbelievable blessings, not only to ourselves, but to others. And even in the midst of of the hardest trial, and those come, listen, my brothers and sisters, trials come whether you're a person of faith or not, but when you're a person of faith, there is something to gain through those trials, and perhaps you're a person who's not of faith, and that trial comes upon you to lead you to God. To lead you to Christ. To lead you to Jesus who sacrificed his life for ours. Took on every sin. Every sin. Think about this. Not only the sins of the past before his birth, but also the sins of the future after his resurrection. All sin has been overtaken by Christ's sacrifice. That is such something that we need to hold on so tightly to. Again, we talk as if the sanctified life were the most uncertain thing and, and insecure in it. When we talk about it, we're not like, Oh, and, uh, the most dangerous and unsure thing to do is try to live without God, as I just said. That's the most dangerous and unsecure thing to do, because then we are at the will and the whim of the God of this world, of darkness and wickedness and all you have to do is sit back and look at the news, look at the media, look at papers, anything. And wickedness is profound around us. Wickedness has become the normal thing. Murder, mayhem, war, rape, every bit of thing. <sighs> infant side, my friends, infant side is out of hand. It's out of hand. It means nothing. The life of a baby means nothing in the world today. To those living in the world, and I'm not going to say everyone. I, I would never be so bold as to make a judgment that that's exclusive everybody that's around us. No, no, no. There are wonderful, loving people who are waiting. Even the scriptures talk about those that didn't know Jesus yet, that didn't know the gospel, but had something in their heart that would be leading them towards him a morality that was instilled from their birth that they just gravitated towards goodness. They gravitated towards righteousness. Of course, without the Savior, without Christ... There is no, the only way to the Father is through the Son. So, obviously, God is not going to let those kind of people who are gravitating towards that way be left alone. You know that. that The God of love who loves us endlessly, I am taken back constantly. I am moved constantly by thinking how much The God of creation sent his son on my behalf. As foolish as I am, as broken as I am, as a man of sin that I am, I am in awe of how much God loves me and continually puts up with me all in hopes that I continue on that path When he lights that path for my feet, when he lights the way for me to walk, hopefully I follow that path. (laughs) Hopefully I stay fixed as Peter, as long as Peter. We talk about this a lot. When Peter, he gets a bad rap so often when Jesus was walking on the water in the storm. And Peter, my friends, was the only one in the boat who said, Lord, let me come to you. And he did, and he stepped out of that boat in faith and was actually on the top of that water as he began the journey. And as long as his gaze stayed fixed on Christ, he remained above the water. But when the attention of the storm and the lightning and the thunder and the swirling waves began to move his eyes away from his Savior, he began to sink. But there's another part of the story. Even though we get distracted, think about the end of the story. Even though we get distracted, as we begin to sink, before we drown, before we are lost, Jesus reached his hands down to Peter and pulled him up. That's how much your Savior loves you. Stay fixed. Stay fixed on that gaze of your Savior. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and continue with our program, The Hidden Life, right after these few short messages. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for tuning in this morning. We're in our second segment of today. If you're just tuning in, and our program is entitled The Hidden Life, very exciting program for me today. Uh, I am just so blessed to be able to share this with you. I thank God every day that he just allows me to continue to be able to share the gospel. Uh, It's so important and it is uh, incredible. Um, that I'm able to do that. I am so, so thankful. And so if you, uh, like the program, uh, please send me some comments. And, uh, if you have questions about the program or maybe a subject that you'd like to hear about in the future, or if you would like a free Bible, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That Saturday morning, Dan Brown. At yahoo.com, And again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I am just so excited to continue to bring this program to you as I am. We're going in eight years. That's a pretty exciting thing. Um, didn't think I had eight years of, of even being able to talk, but I have been extremely blessed. Um Uh, God has blessed me endlessly with so many wonderful things, and uh, I'm just so thankful. And I'm thankful that you guys tune in. I want to thank you all. Peter, you know who you are. I just want to keep encouraging you. God is there. God is there, brother. Bill, I want to encourage you. Just keep studying. Keep writing your writings. Listen. Keep doing it. All of you, everyone. Sheila, love you, Sheila. Keep up the good work. Mary, love you. Keep going, going, going. Evelyn, you're incredible. Thank you for your questions and your encouragements to all of you. There's just so many names to name, but I thank you all for the um of, about how you feel when you're listening to our programs. And I, and I want to keep that going, and I pay very close attention to what you share with me. So please, please, please keep it up. Again, hidden life, the hidden life. And so where we left off is we were talking about the sanctified life. We, we, When we think about the sanctified life, we seem to have some uncertainty about it. And we seem to have more certainty about the reality of daily life that we live in. And again, our American culture, we have an American Christianity. Other people in other countries face many different things of persecution. Believe me. There are people – and I'm not saying that there are people who have not faced persecution in this country. My goodness, what has happened through the decades to to African-American churches in the South being burnt and persecuted, all those – I mean it's just horrendous. Our, our Jewish brothers and sisters in synagogues being mowed down by gunfire everywhere, school children. We are in a horrific time and it's only going to increase. So as it increases, where is your security? Your security is not in your daily, it is not in your daily life. It is in the fact that Jesus has died on the cross. That is your security, 100%. And so the most secure thing possible, because it has the almighty God in it, and behind it, that is the most secure And the most dangerous and unsecure thing that we try to do is to live without God. And for one who is born again, believe me, it's easier to live in a righteous standing relationship with God than it is to go wrong. Provided, there is a proviso to this if I can say that. Provided we heed God's warnings, right? And walk in the light, as I was just saying in the first segment. We have to walk in the light. And to walk in the light, it means we have to push aside darkness. We have to resist darkness. But remember, we are created in the image. It says we're created in the image of God. That's an interesting dynamic sentence, isn't it? In his image. It certainly is not a physical image, although God's son was born in our image but the image that god is talking about is the power that he has given us in choices to do right and to do wrong god chooses to be righteous he chooses to be gracious he chooses to love endlessly None of this is happening is taking him by surprise, as many people think. So again, when you get a moment and you're in your Bible, listen, go to the Gospels. Right after the Gospels, you're going to find all the letters. And there's a letter from John. And it is 1 John one seventeen, where it references us walking in the light. Let us remain in that light. And so... When we think of being delivered from sin, being filled with the Spirit, like it talks about in Ephesians 5.18, and walking in the light, we picture the peak, right? We can picture this peak of a great mountain. I want you to get this visual. Picture a peak of a great mountain. We see it as a very high and wonderful place, this, this peak, right? But we say, oh, I could never live up there. Hmm, why would we say that? Why could we say that we could never live up there, that we could never attain that when God says that's his very purpose. Jesus' prayer to his father, his father, let them be one as you and I are one. I wish I had time. There's not enough hours. There's not enough time to explain to you the depth and breadth of Jesus' prayer right now. I've, I've shared many times bits and pieces of it. It is so all encompassing. Father, let them be one as you and I are one in purpose and heart and spirit. It's just a tip. It's just the tip of it. So when we think of being delivered from sin and walking in light, we picture the peak of a great mountain. It is very high and it's very wonderful. And how could I live up there? However, when we do get there through God's grace, we find it not a mountain peak at all. That's the truth of it, but a plateau, right? It is a plateau with plenty of room to live and grow. And how do we know that? We, we, we see it as this sometimes unattainable place, yet God says he's going to take us there. Then when we're actually there, through God's grace, we, we get to this plateau. I want you to think of this scripture in Psalms. Maybe this will enlighten and bring some new thoughts into your soul. In Psalms 18, verse 36, he says this, You enlarged my path under me, so my feet do not slip. You're not standing on the edge of a peak. Uh-uh. God has created and placed us in a place where we can grow. Plenty of room to live and plenty of room to grow. Think about that. Let that process in your mind. That is an amazing, absolutely amazing when you put that together. So when we really see Jesus, uh, I defy you. I defy you to doubt him. Because there is no doubt in him. There is no impossible. Oh, it drives me bananas when somebody tells me something is impossible within the realm of our faith. Oh, that's impossible. That can't happen. We can't do this. That can't happen. That just grates me. Oh, my gosh. Because we serve a God who can do the impossible. So when you really see Jesus, (laughs) I'm not going to defy you uh, to doubt him, but... I want to encourage you to embrace him. Because if you see him, listen, when he says this, here's another wonderful scripture that may enlighten you in another wonderful way. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, he says this. Just a, a paraphrase, just the beginning of this, Because when we come into communion with our Savior, with the Creator, The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 20 says, 7 says this "Mm, Lord, let your heart not be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Because why? Because he has overcome everything that we are facing. There's not one obstacle that's impossible for him. Nothing that ever has been put in his path, every temptation that we have experienced, he experienced and overcame it all so that he could be the high priest for us. What well, then? What are you talking about? A high priest. When the Israel of old, the high priest did the sacrifices to remove the sin of the nation and of the people. But Jesus is the ultimate of what that foreshadowed in those olden times. Jesus is that sacrificial lamb that came and gave his life to heal the nations, to heal his people. And so in John 14, 27, when it says, let not your heart be troubled. Cast your fears aside. Embrace your savior. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG talk radio, 95.5. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So what is talk with a purpose? It's a lively, informative number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9am till noon for talk with a purpose. Turn right here on WPG talk radio, 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk with a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. I'm Pam Huso. He turned beach bum life into an entertainment empire. Singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett has died. Wednesday. it was 76 by the millions americans are on the move like millions of americans i'm uh, traveling this busy labor day weekend to be with family uh, and i know so many americans are hitting the road or heading to airports to do the same transportation secretary pete Buttigieg: since memorial day the tsa has screened more than 227 million air passengers on the roads gas prices are high america's listening to fox news WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. High rip current risk remains in effect through Saturday evening. Coastal flood advisory in effect through early Saturday morning. Clear and cool overnight. Good weather for sleeping. Low 51. Mostly sunny Saturday. High 81. Abundant sunshine and warmer Sunday. High 93. Labor Day Monday. Mostly sunny. Hot and humid. The High 96. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk talk radio 95.5 and welcome back to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG talk radio 95.5 again thank you for tuning in as always we truly know how valuable and precious your time is so when you tune in it's just so encouraging to us thank you for all of your questions your comments and believe me God bless you, my friends, for sending such encouraging words in. Week after week. I thank you so much. If you would like a free Bible or if you have a question, just send me your name and your address. You don't have to do that with a question. You don't have to put any information. You can put your initials if you'd like. But if you would like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I won't use it for anything other than to send you that free Bible. But send that free Bible, uh, I mean your information by email to Saturday morning, Dan Brown. At yahoo.com. Again, send your information, of which I will not use for anything other than to send you that Bible. But email me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Wow, it is the third segment of our Saturday morning program, and it is flying by. Um, when you have all these exciting subjects, the gospel, there is nothing that is ever not exciting about the gospel or the good news. And it's why the Bible proclaims about the feet of him who brings the good news. That's us. That's you and I. And so it's very, very exciting that God has entrusted us with bringing the good news of his kingdom the good news, the good news of life through Christ to reunite us with the Father for eternity. And that is an amazing, amazing thing that I I just hope that you can take the time and process. Another important thing that I need to tell you is God comes and meets you where you're at. I don't sit in this chair and, and, and... talking into this microphone week after week, trying to tell you that somehow you have to correct your own sin. That is not my words. It is not the words in the scripture. God meets you where you are. If you are suffering, reach out and ask him. He says, knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. He doesn't say you need a password. He just says, knock, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Reach out where you are. It doesn't matter what your sin is. It doesn't matter where you've been. He loves you endlessly. The scripture says explicitly that though we were sinners and while we were in our sinful state, Jesus died on the cross for us. And he is here for everyone. Jew, Greek, everyone. Muslim, everyone. Christ is here. For you. It doesn't matter where you've been. Take the time to invite Jesus into your heart. He will give you the clarity. My job is not to sit here and argue with you endlessly. About scriptural pieces, although we can get into battle, we can do all kinds of things, but the goal and the gospel is the good news of God's love for his creation, for God's love for humanity and humanity we've ran off I mean, you think about it there I used to say there was fifteen hundred different religions, but by goodness, I think now there there's got to be two three thousand or more. But God is not about religion. Religion, we sit down as individuals and we begin to add these rules and precepts and things to God's word that are not there. That that's not what he's seeking. And the Bible says anyway that the definition in James a poor a pure pure religion. The definition of pure religion is to keep oneself unspotted from the world and to take care. Of the poor, and the homeless, and the widows, the abandoned children, in those in need, the elderly. When we are doing what God has asked us, regardless if we've ever read a scripture, no joke, because there's many people throughout history that did not have a Bible. Do you think that their salvation is any less uh, unvaluable than yours? That it's not as valid as yours because you have a Bible in your hand? There's tons and tons of people who have a Bible in their hand and they throw it down. It is your heart. It is God's love coming through you in caring for humanity. So often we get confused in what God is asking us to do or what the Bible is about. And the confusion doesn't come from God. It comes from men interpreting it so often to what they want it to be. And I know that's painful to hear, but it's the gospel truth. Love conquers all. The shortest scripture, God is love. Actually, the shortest scripture is Jesus' wept. So I'm, I'll back up one. Second sort of scripture is God is love. God is love. So everything that we do when we work in love, it will lead us towards God. It will incline our heart to hear his voice when we are called. And that's what we want to do. God meets you where you are in your sin. You cannot cleanse yourself and then come to God. I mean, it's amazing uh, from whatever you work on to bring yourself to God. Absolutely. I'm not saying not to try. But what we cannot overcome is what God will do for us. And that is so important to understand. It is crucial in our faith that there are many people who were justified from the Old and the New Testament that never held a scripture in their hand. But how much more, hmm I will add this as a caveat. How much more that we have God's written word, inspired word, for us to have even more clarity than those men and women had in times past. And yet they suffered unto death because their heart was inclined towards God. It's amazing. And so I just want to encourage you, encourage you. Seek God. It doesn't matter what faith you are. Seek God. He will give you the answers and lead him and lead you to himself. That's what we want. And in doing so, we are led to Christ. Because it is through the sacrifice of Christ that we are healed. There is no going around that, regardless of what other... Faith you have that there is no going around that. But God will make those things clear to you. You will understand those things. If you seek him appropriately, you seek him honestly and openly. It is so, so crucial. And where we left off before in the uh, beginning of the, the segment, in the previous segment, we were talking about the plateau that God leads us to where there is plenty of room for you and I to grow. And I referred to that scripture in Psalms, which just adds so much new enlightening to that in Psalms 18, verse 36. You enlarged my path under me. So my feet did not slip. He's not taking us to a precipice where our toes are hanging off and we're teetering. That's not where God is taking us. It's where Jesus stood valiantly for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's where he stood under all his temptations. Yet he never bowed to temptation. He never succumbed to any of it. And so he became the sacrificial lamb. So when you really see Jesus, when you really see him, again, he gives us that encouragement in John fourteen twenty seven. Let not your heart be troubled. Every time, every time, it is virtually impossible to doubt when Christ is in your heart place Him there, embrace Him there. Don't take off your eyes away from Him. Keep your gaze transfixed on your Savior. Please, it doesn't matter where you are, where you've come from, or what you've done. Please believe that, because that is the words of the gospel. Every time we're in personal contact with Christ, his words are real to you and I. Think about it. This again, continuing in John fourteen twenty seven, He says this to you and me. My peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. And this is a peace which brings an unrestrained confidence. And covers us in everything completely. And let me tell you how much from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, your life is hidden with Christ in God. And the peace of Jesus Christ that cannot be disturbed or removed by anything in heaven or earth. Spiritual or flesh cannot disturb the peace of Christ that has been imparted to you. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this for our third and final segment. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Are you working weight? When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I cannot believe it is the fourth and final segment of today. The hidden life has just been—it's been so much for me to hear it as it comes out. I have the ability as God brings this out, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit directs and brings our words and gives us just such encouraging words. Uh, and I also want to thank some of these uh, writers who are no longer with us from a long, long time ago. And a, a special one who is dear and near to me in my heart. Uh, but he's—he's he's an old-time guy, Oswald Chambers, very powerful speaker who uh, just created in, in, in these wonderful things through the Holy Spirit, these wonderful ideas that he put into sermons. Um, he never intended to have books or anything like that. He just wanted to get the gospel out to the people so that lives could be changed and the world, humanity, could be saved and brought into the light of Christ, as we've been talking about today in this program the Hidden Life. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to today's program. One more time, if you have any questions about today's program or a program from the past, please continue to write your thoughts and your questions to me. Your encouragements are so wonderfully accepted. And again, if you would like a free Bible, send me your name and address. We'll not use it for anything other than to get a Bible back to you. Contact me by email at Saturday morning. Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Uh, it's so wonderful to have you listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, our program today this is the last and final segment of The Hidden Life. Who knows? Maybe it'll go into a second program. But for now, we're going to focus on our hidden life, we keep talking about Jesus and we keep talking about him, but I think maybe we need a, a mini refresher course for this last segment of reminding us who Christ is and, and how he got here and how he's connected to us in some way. And so I think a wonderful place to go is into the first gospel in the New Testament of Matthew. And this is a verse in Matthew 1, chapter 1, verse 23. And it says this, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, when translated or which is translated, God with us. How powerful is that? A virgin in this ancient Hebrew community is going to conceive without the help of, of a man. The Holy Spirit. is go- Himself is going to overshadow her. God's Holy Spirit. Is going to overshadow her. And form in her womb. A child. And a child that will be called. Emmanuel. The gift. The name is the gift. To his people. Because Israel. Israel is God's people. It's, it's never been questioned. You and I, though we may call ourselves Christians, the people of faith, this the end result is we are grafted as Paul spells throughout the gospel. we are grafted into the tree of Israel, that name, the covenant, Jesus, the King of Israel. we are all Israel, and that's a hard thing for many people to process because we we want to, so often throughout our christian history we've we wanted to. Uh, delineate ourselves or or clear from the nation of Israel and from the faith, uh, from the Jewish faith. But the reality is we are inexplicably tied together. The Messiah was sent to Israel. That's where he went. And we are blessed as Gentiles if we don't happen to be of, of Jewish lineage But we are blessed to be grafted into that tree. And if you have questions about that, ask your pastor. It's your Bible study on a Wednesday or a Tuesday night, whenever it is. Ask those questions. I've heard this said that we're actually Israel. What does that mean? It's a wonderful study. It's It's a wonderful thing. All the law, everything was given to Israel. But the point was, is that Israel, much like Jacob, when he received that name, we've talked about this before, uh, and Jacob was one of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, he saw and recognized an angel of the Lord, a messenger of God. And to Jacob, the most powerful thing that he could receive was a blessing from God. And so he grabbed on to this messenger, to this angel, and he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And it's an incredible story. It's an incredible text to read it in the Old Testament, which you should take the time to do and pray about it and and entreat, the you know, ask the Holy Spirit to give you more that what's in just the words of the pages. So you can see the deeper things that are taking place here. But it is it is the heart of all of God's people. The heart of all God's people, whether Jew or Gentile, when God's people are moved, their heart is moved to understand that a blessing from God is the most precious thing in creation, the most precious thing in life. And this human grabbed on to this messenger, this angel, And would not let go. And they were wrestling all night towards dawn. And as dawn began to come, Jacob still did not let go. Now being an angel, we know the power of angels throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And Revelation certainly gives us a a glimpse into the power of the angelic host that serve the Creator. So he wasn't the angel wasn't struggling very hard, but I will tell you, I'm sure Jacob was exhausted. But to add the step one further, okay, now they're in a wrestling mat. But to take this one step further, this being now touches the hollow of Jacob's thigh and it blows out out of joint. Super pain if any of you have ever had a joint pain separate. So now what does Jacob do? Now Jacob is tested at a different level. It's a different thing of sweating and maybe some muscle aches. But now he is in extreme pain. Does he let go? Does, does God's blessing mean more to him than suffering and pain? And when you read the result, the answer is he did not let go, even in the most excruciating pain. He retained his grip. And in the morning... The angel said, you have striven with God and men and prevailed. And the blessing that he gave Jacob, it wasn't gold, it wasn't a kingdom. It was everything in the end. (laughs) Truly, it was everything. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and men and prevailed. What a blessing he received. And so you and I, both Jew and Gentile, are able to receive that blessing when we have the heart of the patriarchs. Abraham was justified by faith, not because of his lineage, but by his faith that in God. And so him and his sons and the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes and those who came all the way, the lineage through to David, who Jesus is through that lineage. So that blessing was there all the way to the Messiah, which we should be very, very thankful for. And so it brings me back all the way around 360, back to the Holy One, because his birth is in history. The Holy One is born, will be called the Son of God. That's in Luke chapter 135. Understand, Jesus Christ was born into the world, but not from it, not of it. He didn't emerge out of history. He came into history from the outside. And Jesus is not the best human being that the human race can boast of. He is a being from which the human race can take no credit at all. He's not man becoming God, which is confusion in some religions and some historical things of of, uh, tales from afar. But he is God incarnate, God himself coming in human flesh from outside of time. His life is the highest and the holiness entering through into this world Through the most humble of doors, our Lord's birth was an advent, the appearance of God in human form. Mm. Then we have to take it a step further, where His birth in you and I, in me, and He says this in Galatians 4:19 my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. So just as our Lord Jesus Christ came into human history from outside of it, he must also come into you and I from the outside. Have we allowed our personal human life To become a Bethlehem for the Son of God. Have we done that? Because you and I cannot enter the realm, the kingdom of God, unless I am born again from above by a birth totally unlike any physical birth. As it says in John 3, 7, you must be born again. And so that's what's made so profoundly possible for you and me, through the redemption of man, through Christ Jesus. Amen, Lord. All in. Amen, Lord. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Until we talk again, God bless.